This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Export sales of old crop corn are just over 531,000 tons, and new crop sales are more than 439,000 tons. The USDA says old crop soybean export sales are only 17,800 tons. New crop sales tally 180,000 tons. Old crop soy meal sales are 218,000 tons, while new crop sales are only 500 tons. Soy oil export sales amount to 1,000 tons. Rotting off prices at the Chicago Board of Trade, soybean futures are stronger on Friday. The July soybean contract vaults 30 and a half cents at 15.80 per bushel. July soy oil rises 1.8 cents at 70.65 U.S. cents per pound. July soy meal is up $2.60 at 3.9420 per hundredweight. Corn futures are stronger as well on Friday morning, with the July contract gaining 15 and a half cents at 6.75 and a half per bushel. Chicago oats are slightly lower, with the July contract dipping a quarter cent at 3.80. Wheat futures are higher on Friday morning with Chicago July up $0.09 cents at 6.85, Kansas City July gains $0.12 cents at 6.36, and Minneapolis July bounces $0.14.5 cents at 7.92. That's a look at the ice futures and the Chicago markets for Friday morning, June 4th. For Markets Farm in Winnipeg, I'm Glenn Halleck. Spring is here, and so are the savings during New Holland's Spring Drive Sales Event, going on now at Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. It's a great time to get the New Holland equipment you need for a new season and work more productively than ever. Limited time, 0% financing, and cashback offers are available now on select New Holland tractors and hay and forage equipment. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John today, because just like spring, Spring Drive Savings won't last long. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome to the show. A little later on, we'll be chatting about Pride with Lyle Goldie of the North Peace Pride Society. They've hosted a couple events already this week, and they're hosting a car parade tomorrow afternoon, so we'll hear more about that. And, of course, why Pride is important now, uh, more than ever, really. But first, the mayor proclaimed June as Filipino Heritage Month in Fort St. John. So to talk a bit about what that means and what celebrations we can expect, we're joined now by Ovian Castrillo-Hill of the North Peace Filipino-Canadian Association. Ovian, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me, Doug. You're very welcome. Well, as I said, the mayor has proclaimed uh, June to be Filipino Heritage Month here in Fort St. Mm -hmm. John. What does a proclamation like that from sort of a municipal institution mean to uh, the Filipino Canadian community here in Fort St. John? Well, it, it's a very important um, and meaningful um, 
situation that we have that has been proclaimed actually um, even uh, in as, as early as 2016 we uh, even Phil had did also apply uh, to have uh, June um, declared as Filipino Heritage Month even if it had not been um, declared in Ottawa yet but it was in 2018 that nationwide it's been proclaimed as Filipino Heritage Month all over Canada so uh, various Filipino groups have um, uh, done their part in celebrating this in their own communities. Here in Fort St. John, um, NP Philcan, what uh, we've been doing since 2019 is we've been uh, hosting um, and curating an art show called Exitu. But unfortunately, last year we weren't able to do it in a June because of COVID. And this year we weren't able to uh, be booked for June. Um, and the, the space that we wanted, mostly also because of COVID, everything's been pushed back. But mm-hmm. um, the good news is for the next uh, two years uh, from here on, uh, next year and the year after, um, we've been assured that we will have this space in June. So watch out for that. And the next couple of years, we'll be having Exit 2 once again to celebrate Filipino Heritage Month. Excellent. We'll talk more about uh, Exit 2 in uh, just a few minutes here. I, I want to talk mm-hmm. a bit about the history of uh, the Filipino Canadians here in the piece. So we were talking kind of before the show. Uh, mm-hmm. There have been Filipino Canadians in the piece since the 60s, I think you said. Right. Uh, because uh, A lot of the Filipinos, uh, not, not just in Fort St. John, but all across um, Canada, they've come in uh, in trickles, like in, as individuals, for instance, teachers, nurses. Um, um, and then later on, uh, the demographics have changed. Uh, the, the immigrants have come for different reasons and through different programs. Um, after that, then there was perhaps a um, in the 90s, groups of caregivers who've been, who came to Canada uh, and did those jobs. Um, and then after that, the, the, there was a, a, a new, another program for temporary foreign workers. So uh, a different demographic, once again, and different kinds of professionals have come into Fort St. John because of those jobs that have opened up for them. And those are their pathways to become immigrants. So most of the, excuse me, most of the members of uh, NP Philcan um, are are part of the, the, that diaspora, I guess, of, of Filipinos coming to Canada, and many are citizens now. And as um, Filipino-Canadian citizens, um, this now becomes a very kind of unique culture that is kind of, I suppose, neither here nor there. But um, we find solace in knowing each other and finding each other and being able to celebrate our culture uniquely as Filipino-Canadians. And I think the story resonates um, across uh, Canada for all Filipino-Canadians who have been in the country long enough. Um, like that's that, that whole notion that you're kind of neither here nor there, but you, you, you want to celebrate the uniqueness of the kind of amalgamated culture that you now have and, and uh, live and pass on to your children. Yeah. Again, before the show, we were sort of chatting about this. I, you talked about families being here now because, again, when it started, mm-hmm. uh, it was just individuals coming. Now we're getting into second generation and maybe in some cases right. even third generation Filipino-Canadians mm-hmm. in the piece. Um, has that? Do you think that's changed sort of maybe even how Phil Can operates and, and what you're about here uh, in, in the piece? Because I, I think you said you, you've been around for about uh, almost 20 years now. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, Phil Can has been around since 2007, even before I came uh, to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, right now we have second and third generation um, members uh, in the community. Um, and this that's why um, Phil Can has uh, ad- ad- adapted to uh, this this new demographic, because I think the um, the the what the, the second and third generation um, Filipino Canadians and in town now need is more of a sense of identity. Um, and, um, you know, uh, having, having, uh, 
uh, a clearer picture of of this this combined culture. So, um, and also maybe acceptance and and more assimilation uh, that that you know like to be accepted as Canadians uh, and to be able to have the opportunities to assimilate and and um, you know just just uh, be uh, be recognized across the board as Canadians. So in a town like ours, that's what we're trying to do at Philcan. We're trying to um, be seen. Uh, you know, through helping and through through contributing to the city, um, uh, not just recognition, uh, like, for instance, with the art show, like, as you mentioned before, it's our way of showing our stories as Filipino Canadians. But when we do have a show at the Cultural Center, it's our opportunity for other people to get to know us and for us to have that um, that communication with them. So if they ask us about, say, what it is we do or how we come up with the work or the ideas for the work, then it's an opportunity for us to tell our stories and thereby be accepted. But it's also a way for the second and third generation Filipinos to know that there are other avenues. Because when the, when most Filipinos, when they come to a place like Fort St. John, it's all about service. And I think sometimes the tendency is to put us kind of like in a mold that this is what Filipinos do. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's also our way of telling the children, our children and our grandchildren that, oh, you know, you can also do art. You can do humanities. You're not limited to the kind of work that your parents undertook coming into Canada and that um, these opportunities are open to you. So, yeah, we're we're trying to program now in a different way. It's, It's about identity and it's a lot about giving back. And that's also the reason why we're, uh, for them for this month and i i know i mentioned it to you that we are um sponsoring the swims at the pool it's it's actually a conscious effort for us to because this is not an exclusive filipino event it's open to the whole community and um we're sponsoring the swims precisely for that reason because we'd like to give back we'd like to uh to um show the uh, fort st john um that we are here and we care and and this is where we live and, and this is our home yeah and it's a Filipino Canadians make up a pretty significant uh, portion of the population of uh, Fort St. John in the North Peace now. I believe you said about 1,000 people are about 5%. Now it, it's kind yep, of ballooned. I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> wonderful. All right. Well, uh, we I want to talk about X, uh, XC2 a little bit. I believe I had you, uh, if it wasn't on this show, it was on my uh, morning show uh, last fall mm-hmm. to talk about kind of the the bumped back COVID scheduling uh, version of XC2. Tell us a bit about uh, that, first of all, what what kind of, you touched on this earlier, what's kind of the goal of that and, and what what kind of happens with that art exhibit? Well, um, XC2, the title of it um, is actually, it's, uh, it's a term from conservation, meaning uh, like surviving or living out of your natural habitat. Mm-hmm. which is kind of like the story of most immigrants, but specifically for the Filipino community. Um, now that we're, I mean, that we've been having the show, um, it's, it's a celebration or, or just a declaration of, of the life that we're living here in Fort St. John and in Canada. Um, it's very different from where we've come from. But uh, the art that we produce, of course, uh, because we live here, is inevitably um, affected or, or inspired uh, by by Canada because uh, and our lives in Canada so um, that's what the the show is all about and um, like I said it's giving opportunities for uh, Filipinos across the board 
who might be, you know, doing, um, you know, good work as, as healthcare workers, for instance, or in the food industry, but they don't might, rather they might not have the opportunity to show other facets of their work. And even uh, children have participated in, in the shows, which we're very happy about because, you know, we'd like to uh, open the, the minds of the kids for the opportunity, you know, this, the chance to have a show in a proper gallery. I mean, it's, it's, it is a big deal for a, for a young creative. So um, we're very glad to have uh, these kinds of chances for our, our um, the, the Filipinos uh, in town. And uh, we, we didn't have that before 2019. So, um, uh, you know, uh, it's, we definitely count that as a, a benchmark of progress for us. Okay. And it says, do you have the set date yet? Uh, I believe in October, I heard is when it's going to be. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, penciled for October, but uh, we don't have a specific date yet. Okay. So watch out for that, and hopefully, we'll have a chance to talk about it uh, in October again. Dub, so that would be great. Absolutely, if we could we'll, do that, we'll definitely do that. All right, let's mention the swim again. That's coming up uh, later this month, and I believe the day yep. uh, happens to coincide mm-hmm. with a very important day for Filipino Canadians. Correct. Yeah, June twelfth is Philippine Independence Day, and that's why that's the date that we chose. It's a Saturday. And uh, NP Philcan is sponsoring the family swims um, in the pool. So uh, I, uh, I'm told that registration is necessary mm-hmm. and that the slots are, are filled up pretty quickly. Um, so they're going to be opening registration on Monday. That's June 7. So if you want to go for the free swims on uh, June 12, please register early and sign up and, and secure your, your, uh, your slots um, and bring your families and have fun and, uh, Remember, um, remember that it's Philippine Independence Day, and that's all we, we, we want you to think about. And uh, this is our way of celebrating Filipino Heritage Month with, uh, with the city of Fort St. John. All right, Ovian. Well, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us about this today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Deb, and see you again soon. Absolutely. That's Ovian Castrillo-Hill with the North Peace Filipino-Canadian Association. We'll be right back to talk about Pride with Lyle Goldie at the North Peace Pride Society right after this on Moose Talks. If you're looking to get your hands a little dirty, We Care Restoration is currently hiring. They're looking to add full-time laborers and tradespeople to their team with experience in painting, carpentry, and drywall. You must be able to pass a criminal record check, drug and alcohol testing, and provide a driver's abstract. To apply, email your resume to info at wecarerestoration.com or drop it off at the We Care Restoration office on 101st Avenue, just down from the PNG office in Fort St. John. Get the equipment and trucks you need at Ritchie Brothers' next Grand Prairie auction, June 9th to the 11th. This will be an online-only auction, but on-site inspection is available. Bid on close to 2,000 items, including dozers, excavators, motor graders, and a wide selection of forestry and farm equipment, plus RVs, boats, ATVs, and much more. Don't miss Ritchie Brothers Grand Prairie Auction, June 9th to 11th. Register for free and bid online. For details, visit rbauction.com. When it comes to iPhones, most people think you can't replace a battery, but Micro Consulting can. If you need a new battery, see the crew at Micro Consulting because battery life is important. It's how you stay connected, take care of business, and... Keep in touch with the ladies. See, they just don't stop calling. Hello there. Oh, hi, Mom. Also, remember to update your contacts. For new batteries, screen replacements, parts, and more, see Micro Consulting Sales and Service, keeping you connected on 100th Street and on Facebook. The vehicle has worked really hard for you. 
from helping you take the kids to school to you showing it off to your friends. It definitely deserves a break with Moose FM's dirtiest vehicle, fueled by Murray GM. Enter now at moosefm.ca and you could win a free detailing package from Murray GM in Fort St. John. We will pick a new winner at the end of each month. Moose FM's dirtiest vehicle is fueled by Murray GM. The amount of household items that can be recycled at FSJ Return It might surprise you. Chances are you have a lot of things around the house that can be recycled that you didn't even know was recyclable. FSJ Return It accepts beverage containers, household paints and chemicals, computer printers, gaming machines, cell phones, small appliances, power tools, and so much more. Please call ahead if you have a large order. For the full list of items, visit return-it.ca. FSJ Return It, open Monday through Saturday, 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. on 93rd Avenue. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Well, it is Pride Week here in Fort St. John, and a few events have already happened, but the kind of big one is coming up tomorrow with the car parade. So to talk about that and all things Pride, we're joined now by Lyle Goldie from the North Peace Pride Society. Lyle, welcome to Moose Talks. Good morning, Deb. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for making some time to chat with us uh, a bit today, as I imagine you've been very busy this week. I wanted to start with the event that happened last night. Uh, you guys hosted uh, a chat with Marnie Panis, uh, a bit about uh, you know inclusivity and pride and whatnot. How did that event go? It was very well attended, and uh, I think uh, even Marnie herself said she had a very good time. Uh, presenting her story and simple ways that anyone can be an ally, can be a little bit more diverse and inclusive in the language that they use in their workplaces, at home, and even in the greater community. Um, wonderful. It was a great, great event. Did it? Were you expecting it to be as well attended as uh, you you saw it, or? Um, I. Personally, because I have seen Marnie's talk before, mm-hmm. uh, a presentation that she did for a corporate event. Um, so I was really hoping that it would be well attended, which it was. And um, I was very excited that uh, a lot of great discussion uh, came out of that talk uh, with Marnie herself. Um, and uh, yeah, I was really happy with the Uh, enthusiasm and the turnout it's wonderful to hear now we're going to talk about the car parade a little bit later on and and uh, some of the other events that have happened and why they happened this way this year but i have to ask this because it does come up every year around pride um i don't know if you can speak for the north pride um pride pardon me the north peace pride society in general or if it's just you personally but the commercialization of pride how concerned are you about that so when it comes to companies, usually always around this time, you'll see the rainbow logos everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Um, one, there's, uh, there's two sides to that equation. One, it is great to see that these companies are showing their support in a very public way. Um, on the flip side, you know, there is that marketing. Uh, if you splash a rainbow on it, uh, people will buy it. 
Uh, I'm not going to lie. I am one of those people that will buy something with a rainbow on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, the more you see it, the more it becomes normalized that we should be, we can celebrate our diversity and inclusion and promote that, I think is a good thing. Um, yes, there are capitalism intentions with that, but, um, you know, for the most part, I like to take away the positive aspects of diversity and inclusion promotion at, at a corporate level, at a community level. It is just great to see. Absolutely. One other question before we focus on the positive aspects, too. I think you uh, gave an interview with Energetic City uh, earlier this week, and uh, you are asked a bit about the flag going up and how it seemed to um, cause a bit of a stir online, which to me wasn't overly surprising that there were some negative comments about it. But I think you said you found it a little bit surprising. Can you tell us why? So I, I've... Um... To, to talk about that, I, um, I'm surprising that this year has been, has received some of those negative comments because mm-hmm. it's been the sixth year that Fort St. John has put up the pride flag. Um, and for some reason this year, whether it's pandemic fatigue or not, it seemed to rub a few people the wrong way. However, I... I was greatly touched by the overwhelming support that we received from the greater community of Fort St. John. And that most people, the majority of people did not appreciate those ignorant comments. All right. Um, we are very, we are very fortunate to have the, the support, support that we have in Fort St. John. The city has been incredible. And, uh, I kind of chuckled to myself when we're receiving a little bit of backlash about the flag because lo and behold, the city was putting up our rainbow banners all over the Pomeroy and the lights, the urban systems was going to be in rainbow lights at night in the park. So I thought if, if one rainbow was going to bother some people, well, just wait because the rest of the week is going to be filled with rainbows (laughs) fair enough uh we'll talk uh, more about positive things now uh just so you know lyle all right well uh, this is i believe the first year where you've kind of had to split up events and maybe it was out of necessity and i want to talk a bit about that so you had the uh swim at the pool on uh wednesday night i believe um yeah kind of the talk with marnie last night and then the car parade which we'll talk more about in a minute that's happening tomorrow was that out of necessity that you kind of split things up because normally uh, and and i'm going back a couple years now you kind of have the walk and then it ends kind of with a bit of a party and a gathering in the park so was it out of necessity that you split it up because we can't really gather so well right now for, for us, the car parade was a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, uh, when I lined up the presentation with Marty, it was something to add to Pride Week um, that people can attend um, and still be COVID safe. The swim and skate put on by the city was uh, a ha- pleasant surprise. Mm. And uh, we were so happy that they asked for us to be a part of it. 
and I, I hear you know there was a there was a lot of kids that came out, which is incredible. Um, it just goes back to my previous comment about how supportive the city is. This year is the, I think, the first year that we had uh, multiple events throughout the week, mm -hmm. and perhaps I I would love to see. Uh, events every night of the week, right? Uh, during Pride Week, uh, I, I think we can uh, we can definitely incorporate a lot more. So that's definitely in the plans, kind of for future years when uh, maybe we're living a more normal life to still have the walk and the party, but also to kind of spread things out all week, eh? Exactly, exactly. So wonderful. All right, well, let's end on the car parade that's happening tomorrow. Tell us a bit about uh, what's happening, how we can get involved, what we can do. Uh, to get involved, uh, come on in with your car. Um, we'll be at uh, the Pomeroy about 1 p.m. Uh, selling merchandise. I, I hear that uh, some members, if not all the members of City Council, will be out handing some water bottles in front of the Pomeroy Center. We'll be there. We'll be selling some flags and merchandise and t-shirts and um and yeah i would uh i if i well what i will be doing is finding a parking spot and uh putting some flags on my my jeep and uh making sure that they are secured right we'll be uh abiding by all traffic laws mm -hmm. and uh yeah this this is just a nice covid friendly way to celebrate pride to celebrate the diverse and inclusive community that Fort St. John is. Um, I find that people don't, don't see Fort St. John as this incredibly inclusive, diverse community and uh, really want to celebrate all the various uh, identities and, and community members that are out there. So, Wonderful, Lyle. Well, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us today. And I do, uh, before you go, want to tell everyone to follow the North Beast Pride Society on Facebook. You can find more information about the uh, car parade and where to go and what to do there uh, should you want it. Uh, Lyle, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I have to say, I really love your button there. <laughs> uh, I heard that the library is doing a, a great promotion there um, for pride month and i can't wait to swing by there myself i just actually want to really thank you folks over at uh, moose fm and energetic city because uh, i i just want to say that marnie uh thanked and was really touched by the incredible article that uh, trey wrote about her she said it was probably one of the best articles that she has had written about her so I just want to thank you for your support and uh, you folks are awesome. And uh, I hope to see you all out uh, tomorrow. Excellent. I'm certainly looking forward to it, uh, to be there with my family. And I know a lot of us here are planning on going. So Lyle, thank you so much. And uh, on behalf of Moose FM, thank you uh, for those kind words. We appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Happy pride. Happy Pride. That's Lyle Goldie with the North Peace Pride Society. We'll be right back to wrap things up on Moose Talks right after this. Big money, big money. 
The Neat Bingo Extravaganza is on Tuesday, June 8th at 7 p.m. On the Sky Blue card, you could win up to $600 with any one line, $1,000 with two lines, $1,600 with a large square, and the blackout jackpot of $2,000. Bingo cards are $5 each and available at Fireweed Market, Gateway Esso, Taylor in Liquor Store, and at Neat.ca. The Neat Bingo Extravaganza, Tuesday, June 8th at 7 p.m. BC Gaming Event License Number 126599. Know your limit, play within it. 19 plus. Please note that bingo is only available on Facebook at Moose FM and at Energetic City. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Thank you again to our guests, Ovian Castrillo-Hill and Lyle Goldie. Goldie, pardon me, for joining us today. Well, tonight at 7 o'clock, a vigil for the 215 children is being held at 100th Avenue and 100th Street. The vigil is for the 215 children who never made it home from the Kamloops Residential School and for all the children who didn't make it home from residential schools across the country. Everyone is welcome, and you're invited to wear your orange shirts and ribbon skirts. And they, of course, will be observing all COVID protocols, which requires face masks and social distancing. If you or someone you know requires support, please reach out to the Indian Residential School Survivor Society support line at 1-800-721-0066. Again, that vigil tonight at 7 o'clock at 100th Ave and 100th Street. That does it for this episode of Moose Talks. Moose Talks is produced by Trey Lopashinsky and Adam Rayburn. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. This is Moose Country. Truck's got maybe 300,000. You only get so much until it's gone. Duracells and a mag light. A needle drop on a 45. All the kind of things that only last so long. When the new is off and they get to get old. After years of shift work All fading out like I always knew they would 
strings on this guitar The first love lost on a young heart Those things are gonna break after the getting's good Cause the new wears off and they get to getting old But yes, sooner or later time's gonna take its toll They say We talk a lot, we know. Give us a break and tell us what you have to say. Connect with Moose FM. Text us at 250-800-2360. Or call us and see what the rest of Fort St. John thinks. Your community, your say. This is Moose FM. Are you going to slide on slide up next to me? Make me work a little bit harder. You're gonna keep that kiss on your pretty red lips And make me wait a little bit longer Ooh, I'll do anything you want right now If you don't know how much I want you, girl We got all night to figure it out Save up a little bit of that folding money Put on a little smell good Cleaned all the muddy off my boots Did it all for you it took a little looking, but I found you daisy Trying to cook up a little drive crazy plan Doing all I can Are you gonna slide on tied up next to me? Make me work a little bit harder Are you gonna keep that kiss on your pretty red lips And make me wait a little bit longer? Ooh, I'll do it If you want, we can roll into town, but I know another road that I'd rather roll down with you. What's a man got to do to even get a little more close to you? Share a slow dance and a harvest move. The way that 
They've moved, opened a tire craft, and they're hiring. Magmar Maintenance is looking for journeyman heavy-duty mechanics to run a field service truck. The shift will be two weeks on, two weeks off, with extended health benefits and accommodations and flights provided. Mining experience is an asset. They're also hiring for front-end sales for tires and accessories, a front-end receptionist, and an accessory installer. Email resume to hr at magmar.ca. Magmar Maintenance, now on Talton Road in Fort St. John. Spectacular spring savings and U.S. cross-border cash for trades at Ford City Chrysler. Huge spring clear-out savings on all new in-stock units. Save by 10, up to $15,000 off MSRP on new in-stock trucks, vans, and SUVs. Financing as low as 0% and payment vacations. Ford City Chrysler wants your vehicle. Whether you're buying or not, they're buying. Stop in for a quote today. Only at Ford City Chrysler. Only in Fort St. John, where customers become family. Summer is meant for the outdoors, new friends, laughter, and play. A time to discover, build confidence, reach potential, and thrive. And that's what you'll find at the YMCA. Discover the YMCA difference this summer as you guarantee your child is safe, well cared for, and having fun. Spaces are going quickly, so register today for our licensed summer club. Visit nbc.ymca.ca. A dynamic, growing company in Fort St. John is now hiring. Complete Safety Services is currently looking for traffic control personnel and Level 3 medics to join their team. Complete Safety Services strive to offer the best safety service in Fort St. John and area, and they encourage interested individuals to apply by sending a resume to careers at completesafety.ca. Complete Safety Services, now hiring traffic control personnel and Level 3 medics. To learn more, see them at their new facility on 7819 93rd Street or visit completesafety.ca. Hi, this is Ted Pym. With turnaround season approaching, work with PIMS for fast, efficient, quality work that will minimize your company's downtime. For over 40 years, PIMS has reliably handled our customer safety relief valve. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.